0: You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as country music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, fasten your seat belts, and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic.
1: Here we are, folks, in November, the 11th month. I can't believe this year has flown by.
2: It was like 80 yesterday. Yeah, it's just windy today. In
1: Kentucky. Yeah, it's like 70 and windy.
2: Calling for snow on Monday. No, they're
1: not. Yeah, just hold your breath. Well, that is Kentucky weather for you, though. (laughs) Right? I mean, you know. I've always heard if you don't like the weather. If you're in Kentucky, uh, you don't like the weather, just wait, you know, 12 hours. and It'll be different.
2: Oh, yeah. It'll especially change in sure. the
1: winter, especially in the winter, because, I mean, it can be 80 degrees one day, and then, oh, it's like 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's negative two. Hey, did, 60.
2: did your kids enjoy
1: trick-or-treating? They loved it, man. They loved it. What about yours? you're too big to go trick-or-treating? Or do they... Well,
2: here's what they did. So they handed they, they put a bowl out, and they did that for a little bit, and this is the first time we've ever done trick-or-treating in cave city where we live so they all my kids are big enough if they're together they're kind of like a gang right so i let them just walk around the block and i handed out candy and i loved it you know being able to hand out candy without having to do all the walking
1: makes you feel good
2: it does yeah but you know then you got the worry of the candy
1: Oh man, Halloween's changed means. so much since we were growing up. You used to be able to, like, you would get in the car. Of course, I grew up in the country, so but, I mean, you get in the car, you would drive around forever, like, yeah, just going to the hit house, up house every house, house possible. As many people as you knew, you went to the people that you knew. I didn't ever go to a stranger's house on Halloween ever. Yeah, no, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, corporations, businesses, churches didn't ever participate in Halloween. Like where I grew up, you just went to people's houses. I mean, and it was it was fine. You would get you get some weird stuff sometimes as far as candy, but I mean, you never had anything that you had to worry about. Right. And I, I honestly, I think a lot of that is just yeah, you know, much ado about nothing. Now, a lot of times people try to you know use like scare tactics to make you yeah you know, feel like things are worse than they actually are. Well, but
2: my mom always made us go get our candy x rayed I remember that. Like, yeah. we were waiting in the ER. Now, I've never seen a photo of somebody taking a razor blade and putting it in an apple. Right.
1: That used to be the fear.
0: I mean, you know, could you
2: imagine that? Razor though? blades
1: and apples. Wouldn't that be... I mean, how would you not see it? I researched this. Okay. I did research this. Is I had a conversation with my wife. When I say conversation...
2: Most of the time, that's when you just hush and mm, listen to her talk.
1: It was a little bit of an argument, but um, <laughs> I'm going to call it a conversation for podcast uh, purposes. Yeah, um, folks, so... we don't want him on the couch. <laughs> it ain't like she listens anyway.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? So <clears throat> she was like, oh, "I'm just you know scared to let the kids go because because they're going to put fentanyl and everything." Uh, so I did the research. I yeah. knew. Uh, my wife is a. Very educated, a very successful woman. And um, she does not accept opinions. Um, she accepts facts. That's, that's it. it. Facts, she only. is no-nonsense facts.
2: Well, the kind of job she does, I guess yeah. that's kind of handy because she could easily kill somebody. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know? She could if she doesn't you know, cross her eyes and uh, dot her teeth. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. But so I did the research. I cannot remember the year. It was in the 70s, I believe. Uh, somebody in Texas got drugs mixed in with... Actually, it wasn't drugs. It was uh, poison. It was mixed in with some candy. Hmm. And But they it all came out in the wash, as they say. And it was all because uh, the guy who did it, he did it to his son, 'Cause he had just opened up a huge life insurance policy on his son. What a dick. Yeah, well yeah, not all parents are great.
2: don't oh, know,
1: for well, sure. I mean he got prosecuted and he he's Well, thank God. Right. I would imagine I think in Texas at that time they had a corporal punishment, so I'm sure he's he's done gone now. But uh, did the child die? Yeah. What a jerk. I can't remember if it was like cyanide or what it was. But it happened one other time, but it was also a case of um on purpose yeah. it was it was done purposely by somebody in the circle you right know? um but it's talked about every year you hear it every year everybody's every scared year. to death about their kids candy and all the shady people out there handing out candy i'm not gonna say it couldn't happen because it very well easily could i just don't see why it would yeah i mean what do you gain from that
2: exactly
1: If it's a murderer, they're going to want to enjoy the murder. Right. They enjoy the process of it because it makes them feel overpowering. If it's a piece of candy, you're not going to be there when that happens to the kid. No. They don't care about that. It's got to be personal. It's got to be somebody in the inner circle. And, I mean, that's why I'm I'm not as worried about it as my wife is.
0: Yeah.
1: God forbid it happened to somebody because that's just... I mean, Halloween... If you think about it, it's kind of weird that we celebrate it. It's very weird. But, because it's not celebrated. Like, in Australia, they don't celebrate Halloween. No.
2: But now, my Otis, she loves it because right. she's into makeup and yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah. And, like, I really feel like if we let her, she would dress up every day and go to school. Right. Like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, just because she loves the fantasy idea of yeah. something else out there. It's cool. I mean, and it's... I, like- and I know... You've talked about that before. That you yeah. feel like there's another dimension. Yeah. That we're like living in. Yeah. But you only see it when you're on like. No, <laughs> well, I mean
1: mushrooms. Maybe I mean maybe you see it all the time and you don't know that's what it is. Could. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of.
2: There's there's a big yeah. possibility.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. Since we have went to that topic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that topic off, Why? and I want. To take this opportunity to wish my mother and father a very, very, very happy 45th anniversary.
2: That's impressive. Yeah. 45 years.
1: 45 years.
2: Wow. Yeah. Now, how old's your brother?
1: He's uh, 42.
2: So they were married for three years before they had kids?
1: Yeah. That's smart. Yeah.
2: Because, like, when I got married, we had one on the way. Yeah. And one already here. Shotgun
1: wedding. Yes. (laughs) But I will say that is very impressive. Well, I mean, that's, you know, how it uh, used to be. Like, it used to be, you you know, you had to be married before you got pregnant. But, I mean, times change. I just want to express the fact that I am so extremely blessed to have grown up around those two. Yeah, as and have that example of a great couple they don't always get along it's like every couple yeah. every couple has issues but they're a team and they work together and <clears throat> my dad worked his ass off in a factory he hated every minute of it and my mom worked at a school as a teacher's aide only for the insurance It's the only reason she worked there never got a raise she made $8,000 a year she just retired a few years ago. Never got a raise. Eight grand a year. Are you serious? Yeah, that's way below the, the poverty line. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But in <clears throat> the school system she worked in, the superintendent decided all that, and uh, or the principal, and the principal would hire new people in off the street. Making... Making 25. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's the
2: bad thing about the new age work system you can be at a job and you're gonna be better off to quit and get hired back to get a better pay it depends where than you at. are.
1: I mean, right now the way they're hiring people, that yeah. is true. I is mean that, you, you get a, you, you got get a bonus. people coming in yeah. that's
2: making as much as people that have been there a couple of years, you know.
1: Yeah, you get a hire you know, sign on bonus in like ninety days. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, with all that being said, it That's was impressive. A, it was a team. Yeah. And I know me and my brother, we've gotten in trouble over the years, you know, somewhat. But for the most part, um, we can say without a shadow of a doubt, we know what love is because we felt it every day. That's good. It has many different faces, love. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's in everything they did, and it still is. I love my kids. My kids love their ma and grandpa. That's so, awesome. shout out to Eddie and Ellen. Hope you all enjoy the day. Happy 45th.
2: Congratulations. All right. Well, speaking of couples that stick together, uh, we have the Artist of the Week this year. Or this year. Mm, this week. Artist of the Week. The spotlight. Yes. This artist right here, I will go ahead and say for the record... If you say you don't like him, we could end up fighting over this one. There's only one thing I don't like about him. Okay, well, we'll get into it. All right. We'll see if it's worthy enough to mention on air. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Alan Eugene Jackson. Born, actually, October seventeenth, 1958. Yeah. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Alan before we get deep?
1: Alan Jackson is the man who had a concert. It was my first country concert ever. I went to him. Oh yeah? yeah. What year? Two thousand and one.
2: Okay, I seen him before that.
1: I was in Louisville. At um uh, the old state fairgrounds, yeah, you know, Freedom Hall.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've seen <laughs> a lot of concerts there. Yeah, I would love cool. to been a fly on the wall the last twenty
1: five years <laughs> yeah. of the concerts <laughs> there. You see there I saw I saw Metallica there. Godsmack. Who Alan. hasn't played <laughs> Freedom Hall? Yeah. I Alan, mean, Alan Jackson. Who has Shine Down? They don't even do concerts there no more, do they? They do. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's not it's only as for the state fair, and it's like yeah, smaller versions, right? Uh, because you know the Yum Center opened up, and that's where they have all the you know big concerts. Yeah. Up. It is a nice facility though. yeah. It
2: is, well, uh, yeah, but Freedom Hall, I feel like there's not a bad seat in there. It's almost like Rupp. There's not a bad seat there, Mm-mm. unless you're in the nosebleeds, of course. But
1: like, in person, I I had never seen as many titties as I have seen when I went and seen Metallica. Are you serious? <laughs> it was, yeah, like wow. I mean, everybody had two of them and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like I could, Well, I'm sure a couple of people could have one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Breast Cancer Survivors, but uh, I saw a bunch. Yeah, okay. Like, in the triple digits sets.
2: Well, <laughs> back to Alan before in, we go down that was, rabbit trail. I was, I was
1: in college, and uh, it was fantastic.
2: You know, Inner Sandman was one of the first songs I ever learned to play on guitar.
1: It's my son's favorite song. Yeah. Inner Sandman. It's just bad, oh, it's you It's awesome. It's awesome. It's
2: awesome. All right, so Alan was born to Joseph Eugene, Daddy Jean Jackson. His mama was Ruth, also known as Mama Ruth Jackson. Um, He was born in Newman, Georgia. He has four older sisters. They lived in a small home that was built around his granddaddy's tool shed, which I'm going to go ahead and get this song out of the way because this is the song that he wrote for them.
1: I've never heard that song, to be honest. Are you serious? Yeah. Never have. Here it is right here.
2: That almost sounds like your parents.
1: Yeah. They married
2: young back then, like folks did, without a penny to their name. Mm Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's one of the greatest country songs of all time, in my opinion. When you talk about real and you talk about genuine, yeah. that's it, you know? So anyways, he was raised there, had a bunch of sisters, no brothers. Um, His mother lived in that house until she died, even after his fame. At age 12, he worked at a shoe repair shop. Then he started driving a forklift for Kmart. Around 15 years old, he bought his first 1955 T-Bird. 1983, he began writing. And at this time, he was just listening to, like, gospel music. But his friends introduced him to Gene Watson, Mr. John Anderson, and Hank Williams Jr. At this time, he decides to start a band called Dixie Steel. And they got that name off of a box of nails, Dixie Steel. Yeah, makes that's sense. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty impressive. So then he marries his high school sweetheart, Denise. No relation, but her maiden name was already Jackson. So he married another Jackson. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. <laughs> he tossed a penny down her shirt and asked if he could go get it. She said no. I've done that before. <laughs> I've never tried that one. Mm-hmm. The second time that he tried to get her attention, she was working at Dairy Queen. As she was working, he slid in the car, hid behind the seats, and waited for her to come out. When she come out, he jumped up and surprised her. Mm-hmm. And he said, can I take you out now?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's kind of borderline stalker. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But she fell for it. Nowadays... They would have probably arrested him.
1: Yeah, it would have been creepy. He would have had a restraining order for sure. Yeah. So, all right, before you go any further, what is the worst thing that you've ever used as a pickup line? Oh,
2: my gosh.
1: We'll just I, do one each. A pickup line? Well,
2: when I was playing music one time, and I set up these photos after the show, and I really didn't think they would sell as good as they did, but... They sold really, really, really good. This girl comes up and she says, can I have a picture with you? And without missing a beat, I stole the line from Conway.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I said, I don't have to take a picture with you. I will come home and set on your dresser.
1: Oh, wow. Did it work?
2: No. Oh. She thought it was
1: fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's pretty good. I thought so. The worst thing I ever said to a girl to try to pick her up. And I will not say whether it worked or not.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is, uh, I, it, it was at a bar. I was in college. Um, I seen this girl. I danced with her a little bit. And I asked her, I said, hey, do you want to leave and get something to eat? She said, uh, she said, sure, where you want to go? And I had stuck. You
2: didn't say what I think you were going to say.
1: I stuck a $1 bill in my yeah, you know, pants and like I folded it over in front of my pants. I said, It's all you can eat for under a buck.
2: Oh my god. That is awful.
1: It was. But it was really funny. What was her expression? Uh shock. Um Yeah. She she laughed. She thought it was really funny. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. You gotta send extra money to get the rest of that story.
2: I see. So six years later. They moved to Nashville. They lived in a crowded apartment basement. He worked in the mailroom, and at night he would play music. His wife, Denise, was a flight attendant at this time. Mm. So he had been playing everywhere and just really couldn't get it to take off. So he did a talent show for Can You Be a Star on TNN Network, and it was... it. It was okay, but nothing to really take off. So his wife sees Glenn Campbell get on an airplane. She's like, hey, my husband, he's the real deal. Da-da-da, will you give us a chance? Glenn hands her a business card, and the next thing you know, he calls. They set up a meet. Mm -hmm. This is when it really starts to take off for him. He wears a cowboy hat to hide a scar, and the reason why he had, you know, long hair in the back yeah. was because he honestly never had time to go get a haircut. Mm. They were working all the time to make ends meet. And it just kind of became a look. <laughs> 1990, he releases the song, Here in the Real World. This is one of the greatest country songs of all time.
1: You say that for every song. I probably will for (laughs) Alan.
2: I mean, just think about it. How honest is that song? Yeah, it's honest. Here it is right here, folks. I got a feeling I'm gonna have to crack open a beer. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's genuine Alan Jackson. That's a good song. Like it's got it's got
1: everything you want in a country song.
2: Absolutely. When I think of country, this is what should be played.
3: Yeah. In
2: my opinion.
1: It's well, I mean, if you if you think about it like it is everything that everybody already knows, especially, you know, people that aren't, you know, extremely wealthy. Yeah. So all his, you know, fans, all, you know, country music fans back then, somebody come out with a song that you relate to you know, oh. that much. I mean, you're automatically going to be a big fan of that guy just because he's already, you know, he's you know singing something that, you know, you've felt your entire life.
2: Oh, yeah. And I mean, Conway once said it the best as, uh, you know, this is my job. This is what I do. I take your feelings and put it to a song and people connect to it. And there was a lot of times in the 90s when a man did not know how to communicate with a woman or a woman didn't know how to communicate to a man, but they would hear a song and they would play it for the other one. Hey, this is what I'm trying to say to you. And that's what I love so much about music. Because well, sometimes you can't word mm-hmm. it, but another singer sure can. The art
1: know? of being able to talk to the opposite you know, sex, it's an art. It oh, is absolutely. A, It's an art form, and it's, if you're not, especially like, you know, when you're growing up, you're like extremely shy, yeah. around girls, or, you know, uh, somebody you're attracted to, you're just really, you know, uh, just kind of you know, hesitant. Yeah. But, you know, music is a way to connect with everybody, it's 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 a way to connect with other people, and it's a way to express your feelings. It's not going to be exactly what you're thinking, but it's going to be very close. And you know, you can use music in so many ways. It can, it's a conversation tool. It's a expression, like it's yeah, therapy. Yeah. Um, especially when they get it right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, especially when something you connect with so much, like a lot of Alan Jackson songs. So this song
2: of course just like many others he wrote this song it sold 2 million copies the 1990 was also the year that started the greatest decade in country music of all time in my in my opinion uh the 90s it just I don't think it'll ever get yeah. as good as it was then yeah you know um he has his first they have their first daughter together 3 years later they have another daughter And by 97, they ended up with three daughters. But before we get that far, off of here in the real world, there was the big hit Wanted, I'd Love You All Over Again. And then this one that is still one of the great mini cover songs of all time.
1: I love this song. I do, too.
2: I mean, this is one of the most honest songs of all time. I feel like in his genre. Uh, It's a, man, it's such a good song. The actual radio that he's talking about in this song that he wrote, he donated it to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah? Because, I mean, a lot of songs that he wrote was about real stuff that he actually encountered. Yeah, I agree with that. Chasing that neon rainbow will go down as another
1: great yeah. country song. Well, I mean, it's it's just I, I honestly think yeah you know, that was the song that really you know, kicked him off. Oh yeah, into superstardom. Yeah, without a doubt.
2: Nineteen ninety one, he releases "Don't Rock the Jukebox." It has the the song "Someday," Dallas, "Love's Got a Hold on You," and then "Midnight in Montgomery." All of those went number one, which he also wrote. He also played for President Bush that year. But here's a little behind the scenes of Don't Rock the Jukebox. I mean, I just, there's only one song that he's ever had that I didn't like, and we'll get to it. All right. (laughs) But that song right there, it's another one that I feel like if you want to come to Nashville, you want to play in the bars, you want to play in any place that says they're a country bar, you better know Don't Rock the Jukebox.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a classic.
2: Now, the next, uh, that year he wins the ACM New Artist of the Year. 1992, he releases the album A Lot About a Living and A Little About Love. Like now, that too. that's the first time that I have ever seen an album. It wasn't named Chattahoochee. He took the line out of Chattahoochee and named it The Album. Do, do you see what I'm trying to say? Right, yeah. Like,. A lot of times people will name the album one of the songs. Yeah. But not like a line out of the song. Right. Which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, on that album, we had um I did have Dallas pulled up just because Dallas is a great song. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but basically talks about I wish Dallas was in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You've heard that song, right? Yeah, I've heard it. It's been yeah. a long time. Great country song. This song that I'm about to play you was one of the very first songs that I ever played in Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. It was a song that you just got to know it. And, I mean, it gets the crowd pumped, and I remember the first time I heard Chattahoochee. What about
1: you? I couldn't tell you the first time I heard it. See, when It's kind of been around forever. When it was in the 90s, like, I've said this before, I wasn't a huge country fan, you know. I liked... uh, I like certain songs, but... What year was you born? 1983. Let me see how old you would have
2: been when this came out. What year was it? 1992. You would have been nine. I would have been nine, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't listening to that country.
2: Here we go with a little bit of Chattahoochee. So he kind of beat.
1: Who
2: <laughs> He beat, you know, that song, uh, The Wop. He was the first to sing about a Hoochie Coochie. <laughs> There's
1: right? been many songs about it. He may be the only country version <laughs> of it. <about that, but, laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: He was willing, but she wasn't ready. Yeah. I can't yeah. get over the video. It is so 90s.
1: Oh, yeah. And very 90s. Like, I remember. Yeah, people just being silly, singing this song and like, yeah, changing the words. To yeah. word. like I used to do it all the time. But
2: well, as an artist standpoint, it is a song that you could get any crowd up and off their ass on that yeah. one. Well, you, you, know. go,
1: you can get everybody to sing along on that one.
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: So uh, that album has
2: Chattahoochee. She's got the rhythm and I got the blues. That he also wrote with Mr. Randy Travis. He also had the song Who Says You Can't Have It All in Mercury Blues. That song Who Says She Can't Have It All? Do you remember the Cletus T version of You Can't Have It All?
1: I feel like I do, but I, I can't so, I can't recall right off. So all.
2: like he sings it and he's like, Who says you can't have it all? Alan Jackson does <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just really funny, but uh also he releases uh the Mercury Brew- blues.
1: this song's been used in so many commercials. Oh, yeah.
2: And like I love how they produced him and they used every instrument possible. Yeah. Like it wouldn't sound the same with just him and a guitar. No, definitely you gotta not. You got to have those lead licks and that steel yeah. guitar. Yeah. So then after that, he wins the CMA uh, Video of the Year for Midnight in Montgomery that he shot at Hank's grave, as we've talked about earlier this year. 1993 wins Single of the Year for the Chattahoochee Song at the ACMs and the CMAs. Also, the Album of the Year, the Single of the Year, Video of the Year, and Song of the Year. At this time, here we are in 1993... And we hate to do it to you folks, but he releases a Christmas album. <laughs> I'm telling you, Alan Jackson and George Strait have the best country Christmas albums.
1: They're they're just so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got a lot to do with your voice. It and, does. I mean, some people have good singing voices, but there, I think there's really got to be a certain tone to it before right. like it really makes it.
2: He just kind of takes a song and makes it his own. Like, you've almost not heard it from
1: anybody else. Right.
3: Yeah. Uh, George
1: Strait did the same thing with some of his. Well, Christmas songs it's all, it's all always the same ones, until somebody like Mariah Carey comes out and they sing. Yeah. But like then you have versions like. Um, Randy Travis had a really good Christmas album. Yeah, yeah, he did. Of course, I mean, if you look at his voice, his voice is. So yeah, I mean, unique. he could sing the phone book. Yeah, he could do whatever he wanted to with his voice because it's, yeah, different. And it kind of reminds you of Santa Claus because it's dark. You're like I said dark Like because it's deep. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah.
2: 1993 was a big year for Alan Jackson. He was a guest star on Matlock. Uh, this song, Have a Holly Jolly Christmas, was also featured on the Home Alone 2 soundtrack, which is one of the greatest movies of all <laughs> time. Well, I don't know far. if it's because they're screaming Kevin and I kind of got a little high off of that, you yeah. know? That was a good movie. The first one was a good
1: movie. Yeah, but now they're, they're like home alone twelve. Yeah, I don't know about all these new ones, but yeah, I mean the you know, first three. I don't think any of them were were you know, bad. They're entertaining. Yeah, for what they are. And plus, when they came out, you know, we were younger. Oh yeah, it was it, it was now,
2: cool. Do you know any parent that would legitimately Hell no. forget their kid? Hell no, home?
1: I don't know anybody personally. <laughs> I'm sure there's some out there, but you got to have a lot of kids to forget yeah. one.
2: It's funny how he done the shower trick too. Yeah. And then renting the room.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay,
2: even back then. That I wouldn't, wouldn't
1: have knew how happened. to do that. I I'd wouldn't have, been, have either. I'd have been handing down hand jobs in the park trying to get money for food. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you got to make money Lord. somehow.
2: <laughs> I believe I would have starved. <laughs> no, All you right. wouldn't have. Back to 1993. So uh, his wife buys him the 1955 T Bird that he sold to get started in the music business to help make ends meet, she surprises him, finds the car that he sold, and gave it to him. He wins Country Songwriter of the Year, and this is the first year that he goes on a massive tour sponsored by uh, Miller Lite. He also wins an award for his part in I Don't Need Your Rockin' Chair, the George Jones hit. 1994, he releases the album Who I am with the summertime blues, gone country, living on love, and I don't even know her name. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Have you ever had the summertime blues legitimately?
1: Um yeah.
2: Who hasn't? Right. You know? I think
1: yeah, you know, more so back when you're younger. Because you don't have as many responsibilities. But you really you know, if you do have a job, you can't go out and do something with you know people who don't have jobs, you know, your friends that are out there having fun doing something. You know, maybe going to a game or something, but Yeah. Or concert. Yeah.
2: This next song, Gone Country, becomes the song that he opens almost every show with for the rest of his life. I just I loved this song so much. You know,
1: Gone Country. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's just a modern classic, honestly. It's yeah. everything
2: And it'll be a classic for almost ever,
1: you know. Yeah, and it's like something you can use in conversation and you can be like, Yeah, what are they doing? Gone country. Yeah. Look at him boots. And
2: and it's almost like an anthem to the country music it really is. community you know yeah then he had this song i don't even know her name and uh this was around the time that jeff foxworthy was just exploding and it's a it's a pretty good storytelling song do I you like remember this, this song
1: yeah i like this one a lot.
2: good i was kind of wondering if you would remember it or not That was such a massive hit.
1: I remember when this this came out, there was a little bit of controversy because he, he was talking about, you know, sexual things. Yeah. And like just using the word there's a lot of country stations I remember got some pushback from from some they did. You know, more conservative you know, the, you know, the older generation like yeah, I don't want I don't want my kids hearing that. Yep. It and was of a course, great song though.
2: Uh Jeff Foxworthy was in the video. Right. It was hilarious. It's a great video. If you wanna check it out, pull it up on YouTube, it's there. Nineteen ninety four was just as big for Alan. Uh at the ACMs, he co hosts with Reba, which is I don't remember that one, but that almost had to be awkward because I don't see Alan being much of a host. Yeah, he doesn't kinda, talk that
1: much. He's kinda quiet, reserved.
2: Yes, very reserved. Uh, He wins an AMA for Chattahoochee. CMA, he wins a Single of the Year. Also, Song of the Year and Songwriter of the Year. 1995 was a little quiet, even though he becomes Entertainer of the Year at the ACMs. And he is the Male of the Year as well. 1996, he releases Everything That I Love Is Killing Me. He does a concert at the Atlantic Motor Speedway. 275,000 people in attendance. The ACMs, he's the male of the year. He was also featured on Home Improvement that year. This album had Little Bitty, There Goes, Between the Devil and Me, Who's Cheating Who, and A House With No Curtains. Now this next song that I'm going to play, I will say this is one that the radio station just blew up. I mean, that's all you heard every time you turn it on. I I liked it. Did you? Yeah. Here we go. This song, they changed the
1: words a little bit in school too. Yes, they definitely did. I used to, uh, I used to tease some of my friends when, uh, like, you know, they're sitting there talking to their you know girlfriends or whatever. I was like, so you know, have you seen it yet? And she'd be like, what are you talking about? I said, you know, it's all right to be little bitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh and, my god! And yeah, they wouldn't. They didn't like it. I see. That's the kind of friend I was. I see. Okay. And still am.
2: 1997, he builds his mansion that is inspired from Gone with the Wind. He built it just like that. I actually got to see the mansion outside one time on a tour. Yeah?
1: It was unreal. I got a question. Yes. Are you like a country music star or stalker? How many houses and like home places have you been to? A lot. (laughs) You you've talked about I've been to uh, George see. Johnny, yeah uh, Garth. Garth. I didn't know that. Yeah,
2: I went to Garth outside Ain't... the gate. Obviously, yeah. not inside. But I heard a tra- somebody on a tractor.
1: You wasn't there with Trisha, no. no. And hear, then uh, Chesney
2: words? Chesney, I went up to his house and like looked in Island? the basement. No, his Tennessee home <laughs> at the time, and I seen. Some, like, uh, road equipment inside. It was Mm. super cool. Trace Adkins, I was there. He waved at us from the window. Dolly Parton's place is massive. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to a lot of them. Mm. I've probably been to more than I can remember versus the ones I can't remember, you know? Mm. Lori Morgan, all them. Yeah. goodness. All right, so he builds his mansion. He becomes the Ford spokesperson. Uh, It seems like a fairy tale inside during this time in his life. But it actually wasn't because his 18 years of marriage was falling apart and they separated for a year. During this time, his wife finds a relationship with God and she finds a way to forgive him. Mm -hmm. Years later, the couple uh, do some couples counseling. They're back together. Things seem like they could never be any better than they are. He releases an album called High Mileage, which includes the song I'll Go On Loving You, Right On The Money, Gone Country Again, but a little bit different, and then this song right here, The Little Man, which I'm I'm a fan of this song. You?
1: Yeah, I like it too. I like songs that you know, yes. shout out in you know, mom and pop places
2: I mean the more I keep hearing the more I want to drink a beer. <laughs> Why? I He's don't not know mean I just beer. like it just it makes you feel good. Like you want to celebrate good country music.
1: You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You want to know what's more country than a beer? What? It's Coca-Cola.
2: Fried potatoes. Yeah. Apple pie. J.C. catalog.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, this song reminds me of Cave City and, and a little bit of t Like, I see it, like... Well, yeah, any any small well, town. Well, here's the... Any why, big town, too, Why though? did t not ever take off. You're on the Tennessee line right there. Yeah. The Watermelon Festival of the Year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why did it not take off? Let me tell you why. Why? Because. Uh, it wasn't big money that shut them down.
1: No. Nah, politicians there, they they, they had an opportunity to run. And you know, when they were building the uh, you know, Cumberland Parkway. Yeah. They w- were going to try to bring it through you know, t Oh, okay. That was originally how it was planned. The people who were in office then said no. See? So if you don't have a road, you can't bring in other stuff. You can't make it any bigger. No. Um, I mean, I'm, hell, there's a river. And it's a runs. beautiful place. Yeah, it's I a beautiful area. I visited there
2: about two weeks ago. And mm. I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of history here. A lot of history. You know? But there's not a lot to offer.
1: No, and everybody's moving out because there's no jobs.
2: Yeah, I mean, and the only place there's the well, there's Doveys. There's a lot of places to eat. Yeah, but I don't know. You got to. It's just, and and that's like Cave City. You know, we have an election next week. Got an interstate running through it. Well, It helps everything. Here's the thing, Cave City could have had Dollywood, but they didn't because same situation that your town went through. They didn't they, they wanted to jack the money up to make money off of
1: it. What do you it? mean it could have had Dollywood? Like I, Her original
2: plan was oh, to she's put not it from here. here. No, it's not, but that was her plan to put it outside of the cave. Oh yeah. Now that's that's from that's that. from rumors right. from older people in the town. I don't, I haven't been able to find it online. We don't know if we'll... Yeah. But that's what, that was what the plan was, because we had mm. Guntown Mountain.
1: Mm. We don't know if we believe it, but we'll spread it.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Cave City on its own should be bigger, without yeah. a Dollywood. You right. got a national park here, yeah. we got the interstate here,
1: and it's not. Well, I know a lot of it. What? The reason why. Because what it was I mean, like it used to be a destination. Yes. Yeah, you know, people in the seventies and eighties used to come here for vacation. Yeah. Every year because you got Mammoth Cave National Park right up the road. You, got you the had the Wigwam Yeah, you had Guntown Mountain. You had all this other stuff. Yeah, Jesse Jane riding stables, Alpine Slide. Yeah. All of it. And in the nineties, like in the eighties and the nineties. Especially in two thousands, know, the, uh, everybody starts flying a lot more. They don't go on road trips as much because yeah. gas isn't as you know, cheap as it used to be. Yeah, you know, family dynamics are changing. You, you, I mean, half the time you have two parents in a in a household, and the other half you don't. Yeah, like it's, and it's all has just murdered the mom and pop place oh yeah it's killed the little man as well was i mean about.
2: And walmart is the the biggest mm-hmm. one to yeah, do it, it they is. were the first to do it and, and it started as a mom
1: and pop th- yeah it did <laughs> but it mr sure walton is. had a uh much larger vision and i mean i'm well, all for that because you could only do that in the united states you can do it anywhere else no and he did what he did and he is forever a living legend and he's done a lot of good for people he's killed a lot of, a lot of uh, businesses in small towns.
2: Well, here's the thing with our mayor race that's coming up. So the current mayor lives three doors down which makes my street the safest street in the town, which is awesome. I love that.
1: I love how this is a worldwide podcast. Well, and I, about I, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. A population you know. of like 7,000 it, it's people. It's on my
2: mind, though. So <laughs> then we have a new councilwoman who lived out in L.A. forever, and then she moved back home. Yeah. And she's got a lot done. She, she has. honestly has. She is a Democrat, and I have heard – And she hasn't publicly answered the question, but, like, she's talking about cutting the police force in half, that we don't need as many cops as we do. Now, I'm not a fan of the police, but I know we have to have them. I do feel like a lot of times they invade your privacy, and I don't feel like they get paid enough to do what they do. Right. But do we need to cut them in half? Absolutely not. But do we need new stuff here? Yes, we do. And she can do it. But then again, I don't know, man. You know, I really feel Mm -hmm. like this is going to be a really good race for Cave City, one way or the other. If he stays in office, I feel like he's going to try to do more because he almost lost it.
1: Yeah, Well, it comes
2: down to them, too, though. JR's run for the last 15 years. He just kind of shows up for the party. Hmm. Yeah. But anyways... I know you guys are really wanting to know what my
1: take was on Cape City. So let's, let's let's go back to let's Alan give Jackson. you an update on the mayor's race. Next yeah, time.
2: yeah. So all right, the next song that he releases is actually a super hits album. He's been in the business for nine years, so he releases a hits album. Everybody does it. 1999, he releases Under the Influence, which has a lot of tribute songs like Papa Top, Kiss an Angel, Good Morning, all that good stuff. 2000, When Somebody Loves You, and then he... I didn't have this song pulled up, but it's such a great concept. Because in that time, we were doing this. The song is called Memory.
1: Do you Hmm. remember that song? I do. I remember when it came out. Vaguely,
2: right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's Alan. He's a song picker. That is for sure. But (laughs) here's the one that exploded in year 2000 for him, Where I Come From.
1: I love this song. It's
2: cornbread and chicken.
1: chicken.
2: I'm almost... Once again, just another great country song. I mean, it's just like he doesn't run out of things to write about,
1: you know. Right. Well, I mean, he sings about what he knows about a lot of a lot of small town stuff. A lot of, I mean, a, a lot, lot of stuff of love that people
2: songs. can can connect to, Yeah. you know. And yeah. it sounds like he's lived everything that he's wrote about.
1: Uh, you know? I'd say. I mean, he's he's just i think he's just an honest honest guy and he's got a great voice and he's he's always had like a consistent sound like he yeah all his songs have a have a similar way about you know being sung but i mean you really can't deny
2: no you can't
1: no he's really good
2: 2001 georgia he has entered into the country music hall of fame in georgia july 12th 2001 is named Alan Jackson Day in Nashville for 35 million records sold which is yeah, crazy. That's wild. 2002 he releases Drive the song that so many artists cut their teeth on especially um Taylor Swift. She had that yeah. big the deal. So he releases Drive, and then he releases Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning. Yeah. Now, I I remember where I was. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, um, I think we have. I was in the gym in high school. I was in
1: the 10th grade. Where were you? I was at Murray State University in uh, art appreciation uh, class. You walked in. It was early. Uh, I was in the 10th grade, and you were in college? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't think you were in the tenth grade,
2: yeah, I was how old are you well I graduated in four
1: I graduated oh one
2: yeah mm-hmm. and it happened in oh one
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: you yeah you were in tenth
1: grade um I knew where I was when the world stopped turning yeah, I do too the 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 professor I had in that class you know art appreciation her uh her brother worked in the World Trade Center.
2: Oh shit.
1: Yeah. Did she, he make it out I do not I d I don't I don't know. She she was gone for the rest of the semester. So probably not. Yeah. I would imagine. Like
2: Like it didn't seem real. And I didn't yeah. realize mm-hmm. the the magnitude of it no. in the tenth grade
1: at all. Right. I mean I called on really quick. Because, you know, usually if something happens in, like, California or New York, you don't really have any connection to it. But the World Trade Center, there's people from every state who work there. Yeah. There are ties to everybody who work there. And you don't really see it when you're, like, in you know, middle, high school, you know, elementary, because everything is so small to you. Like, your school is it. Yeah, your, that's it. Your town. That's as big as it gets. Is it yeah you don't look beyond that, especially like if you're in a small town like we were. but once you get to college, everything's so much more broad, and it affects you a little bit more, but you know mainly because like somebody you know is directly affected by it, yeah, and it's man it was it was a rough. It was a rough well, time.
2: and we didn't have phones in the palm of our... Well, I didn't at that moment. I didn't have the type of phone I have now in the palm of my hand.
1: Every, every one of my friends did. We I were didn't, watching the TV. A yeah. yeah I, like,
2: see, I don't remember, like, being able to watch it from a phone then. No, you, you couldn't,
1: no. Well, I mean, you might have. I don't know if you, you could have. I doubt internet. It. I, I had a flip phone. I don't think so. I, I don't think they had the you know, capability, but, like, at the time, in order for me to call my parents, they got an 800 number. And I will call it eight hundred. <laughs> that's how we that's how we did it. Otherwise it would have been long distance. That's something kids don't understand now. No. You I mean you only had like two hundred texts you could send a month and yeah. that was it. Speaking of that phone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got it gave to me when I was sixteen. Little did I know, my my dad and my stepmom's cell phone bill go up to six hundred dollars. Yeah. They were pissed. To say bet. the least, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a kid. I, you know, I don't feel like I'm talking over 200 minutes. <laughs> when you call girls multiple times, yeah, and, you know, then when your mom gets your number, they just excessively use it. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, it I remember me, those
1: minutes. It took me a long time to get my parents to text. It had to be when they went unlimited. Before that, they wouldn't dare. <laughs> yeah. They dare send in a text message. Right. So I'm, I'm going to
2: play a little bit of it. It is Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? I mean, he wrote that song by itself. Yeah. I mean... And, and it turned out being, it, I would say, the greatest song that come from that tragedy. I think
1: so. I think so. There were a few songs that came out, but it was, I think it got, you know, the best reception. Oh, yeah. Of all of them.
2: Oh, it wins Grammys. It wins everything. Yeah. That year, he won 10 awards. Album of the Year, Video of the Year for Drive. All this makes history. And then he goes on to release the Christmas album, Let It Be Christmas Everywhere, which was awesome. 2003, he's Entertainer of the Year. So many memories around this time with Alan Jackson. Uh, He wins a Grammy for When the World Stopped Turning. Uh, 2003, he releases uh, his Greatest Hits album. That has this song right here on it. This is one that they just blew up too much. Yeah, and they,
1: like, still reference it all the time. Yeah. It's 5 o'clock somewhere.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I heard a guy tear this song apart. He's like, it's 20 to 12. How can it be 5 o'clock anywhere? Yeah. Because it's not. It's 20 right. to a something. But it's not 20 to 5. Yeah.
1: I mean, I understand. The concept. Yeah. Like, like, everybody wants to drink at 5 o'clock. That means, yeah. like, someplace in Africa, odds are it's 5 o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> but he's
2: just saying if the clock is 20 till yeah. anywhere, it's Man, not 5 o'clock. he's just
1: being <laughs> a jerk. Yeah, just in being all reality. I
2: mean, how could you hate on Alan Jackson? Yeah. All right, folks. So, he releases the Greatest Hits album. 2004, he releases the very best of AJ. And then, What I Do, the talking Repair song. Which I was in the I was in the crowd at the award show when he sung that song. That's the worst song that I've ever heard him do. The Talkin' repair blues song.
1: Yeah. Have you heard it? It was, yeah, you know, bonafide.
2: <laughs> there. It was. It was really goofy. But anyways, then he releases a really great span of music, which is precious memories. He was gonna go into the studio and do a recording for his father in law's funeral. Yeah, that turned into this entire album
1: of the land what
2: in the blood of the land
1: what in the blood
2: I would have loved to have been in the crowd at the Ryman. That's where he recorded that album with a live crowd.
1: That's a great place to see a show, anyway. Yes. And, like,
2: I seen Waylon there. I saw the Counting Crows there. Did you? I (laughs) seen Jeff Bates propose to his wife there.
1: Uh, Yeah, I remember you talking to him about that at a. You know, during the interview we did with him. Yes,
2: it was awesome. 2006, he releases one of the, I really enjoy this love song. I know he has a lot of them, but just the wording in it was really unique because I hadn't heard it said the way that he says. Check this out.
1: It's a different style song for him.
2: Love it. Like, I could get lost in that. Just crank that straight up and just get lost in that.
1: Yeah, it's really deep.
2: Just this chorus right here. You give me a heart of my own. I mean, just that line right there is just. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just like there's good songs, then there's decent songs, then mm-hmm. there's songs like this that is just. Yeah. That was produced by Alison Krause. She produced that for I could him. I can see
1: that. She's. She don't get enough credit, man. She Not was, at all. No, she was. An, um, she still is. She's an amazing artist and. Just everything she touches in music has got, it's got, it's just got it. You know what I'm saying? It's just got
2: it. And you can't really put a name on it. No, It's almost like it's it's her stamp of approval. Right. 2007, his wife uh, releases a tell-all book titled It's All About Him. And she goes through, you know, everything that they struggled with. It was a number one seller. Allen, George, and Jimmy Buffett do a massive live show at the Texas Stadium. It was uh, recorded. They did uh, that Hank song, uh, Hey Goo Looking." 2017, he releases 16 biggest hits and earns his 79th CMA nomination. 79 of them. 2008, he releases Good Time, Small Time Southern Man, and Country Boy. 2009, he does a free show in Nashville celebrating 20 years of music. 2010, he releases Freight Train, his 16th studio album. 2010, he releases 34 number one hits. 2011, he becomes the Nashville Songwriting Hall of Fame and Grammy for As She's Walking Away that he did with uh, Zach Brown. You remember that song? Yeah. He gives Zach Brown a car, a classic car, hmm. because of their friendship. Right. Did you know that Alan Jackson turned down Chicken Fried, which worked out really well because really? it was Zach Brown's biggest song? Yeah. They wrote it, he heard it, and he's like, I don't know, it's kind of goofy. And he <laughs> turned it down. And good thing that he did because we might have not had Zach Brown.
1: It doesn't sound like an Alan Jackson song to me.
2: It almost sounds like that, uh, Where I Come From it's cornbread and chicken. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what it reminds me of. Uh, 2013, he releases Precious Memories, Volume 2. 2013, he also releases a Bluegrass album. 2012, he is diagnosed with CMT, which is a disease that he inherited from his father. It affects the nerves, and it makes it really hard for you to walk.
1: Charcot-Marie-Tooth. Yes. Hereditary degenerative nerve disease.
2: And at this time he kind of accepted it. He knew it was coming. 2015, Angels and Alcohol was released. 2014, he was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. 2016, he opens his very own bar in Nashville. Has uh it's called uh AJ's. Out in Virginia, they open a 800 seat theater that is dedicated to Alan Jackson. 2017, he is the 133rd member of the Country Music Hall of Fame. I kind of cool. got it in front of myself. Yeah. 2018, there is a mural 20 by 40 feet painted in his hometown in his honor. 2020, we have the biggest hit that, well, it's not the biggest hit, but it's the most recent release by him. Where have you gone, country music? Yeah, which reminds me that I did not mention him and George Strait did "Murder on Music Row,"
1: which was yeah. a great hit. I remember that.
2: Over his time, he has sold a hundred and fifty million albums.
1: That's amazing.
2: He's a he's six foot three. I said that wrong, folks. Please forgive me. His net worth is a hundred and fifty million. He has sold 75 million records, 21 studio albums, 35 number one hits, two Grammys, 19 ACMs, and 16 CMAs. Folks, that is Alan fucking Jackson.
1: Gotta drop the F-bomb every time. There he is, Wait to the very Five
2: year. stars. I'm just gonna go ahead and get in front of you. Five stars.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's gotta be five stars. Um. You never did ask me what the one thing I don't like about him. Okay, what is it? His hair.
2: Are you it. serious?
1: Yeah. His hair. And I know at the time. I mean, you look at yeah you know, Tracy Lawrence. He looks basically Everybody like his from twin. from the nineties. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they yeah. had the little uh, the mustache and yeah. the, the hair, just enough to yeah that little pedophile mustache. Away. Yeah. I never did understand that. Mustache. Now, here's the uh, reason I don't shave my mustache. I trim it, mm-hmm. but if I shave it, I feel like my my face like draws up. Like it's a, it's a really <laughs> weird feeling. If I shave yeah. my mustache yeah. with a razor, it feels like it draws up like like, like a fish. Yeah, this
1: is a great thing <laughs> yeah. for the crowd to understand. We do not have cameras yet. No, uh, of course, I don't I don't shave my mustache because I have a beard, and it would look like I was Amish if I did. Uh, well, I mean, like I trim it to where I'm not right, like right. i mean in I my do mouth that too. when I eat. Yeah, you know? I, That's like I, I don't understand that style, and it was big then, and it's actually starting to make a comeback now, especially all these uh, hipsters.
2: Yeah, that want to grow yeah. out a big mustache. Yeah, and
1: like and look, goofy. have like like you know, weird hairstyles and the mullets, and yeah, you know, Morgan Wallen out there looking like he works at. The carnival at the county fair. I mean, <laughs> and that lady on that on that TikTok you sent yeah, me they, was right.
2: It's on our page.
1: Yeah, if you've seen that anywhere, if you've seen a dude like that, you're not going to say anything to him. Be like, hey, can I get 20 on pump three is what you're going to say. Well, because he's going to be working there, and that's it.
2: I, I have the video that he's talking about, folks. Here, I, I'm going to play it. But I
3: don't like Morgan Wallen. Outside of TikTok, I don't know anything about that boy except for the words you prove. You prove Yeah. That's all I know about him. I don't I can't tell you one other song name. Because you can't tell me that if you <laughs> if you saw that boy at a gas station, I don't get the hype. I don't you saw that boy in public, you would look at him twice. You know you wouldn't. You would be like, He needs a bath. You ain't telling me that you see that fucking mullet and that dirty stash goatee thing with the cut-off sleeves and be like, damn, I want him to take my panties off. No one thinks that. You're obsessed with, like, the weird hype of him being some, like, good singer, whatever. He's a hip-hop singer with a little twang to his accent. That's it. That is absolutely it. Now give me some George Strait, some Hank Williams, some Merle Haggard.
2: Now we're talking country. Yeah, I mean... wrong. Yeah. And here's what gets me. All these people's... You know, he's using the same drum beat that other artists are that you're hating on. He is. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. It's it's refreshing because he is a little bit different. Yeah. You know, but... I mean, he uh, he he is
1: authentic in the fact that he's from a very small town. He's from the country.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, even he... Didn't think that he would be this famous. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, you know, he was promoted or or he was predicted four years ago on this uh, podcast that I also watch mm-hmm. that he'll probably play county fairs for the rest of his life. That's what they said at that time. <laughs> yeah. Now they're sure eating their words. Now that right. was Grandy Smith who said that. I he don't was know who that a, is. he's a guy who does kind of what we do, but no. he's a lot better at it. But I <laughs> don't take. Anyways.
1: Much. anyways where do you rate him at i mean it's gotta be five stars if anything less than it's kind of an insult yeah it would be an insult even if you don't
2: like country music right i mean because
1: he's earned it he's lived it he
2: wrote it he ate it he slept it everything
1: i don't know what he ate but uh i mean i i just feel bad for him now he's got that you know the issue with his nerves and he's not able to perform like he like he wants to. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. And I, I just hope it doesn't like get him to the point where he's so, you know. Beat down that he is not able to to get out in public because he's gonna start receiving you know lifetime achievement awards and yes, um, he's gonna get all those accolades and he deserves every one of them because I mean he is tried and true consistent star. And and he didn't change at all. No. Like, music didn't change him. He had the same demeanor the whole time. He's not wild. I mean, he might crack a joke. I've I've read a couple things about how he was a little funny, like, you know, joke funny. Yeah. But he's not, like, really outgoing. He's just a good singer. And from what I heard, I mean, he's just a good person. He may have made some mistakes, we all do. I'm not sure what happened with his you know, marriage. I would imagine when you're on the road, you have a lot of uh, temptation.
2: Yeah, and like anybody would.
1: We are but men. And uh, the you know the flesh does what the flesh does. But we grow from it. And I, I feel like he is one of those people that if you met him, he would be really humble. And he would be really down to earth. And uh, he would just kind of embrace you as a, you know, a co-person. Like, yeah. not that you're lesser than. Yeah. Or, yeah. I, I, that's the vibe I get from him. He, he's one of the top
2: five people that if I could spend a whole day just hanging out with, it'd be him, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: He's just, you know, I read that book that she released, and, like, later in life, he started flying to shows to get at, to take the temptation out of the way from being on the bus and being away. So he started flying, and now his daughters are having kids, and they're all grown up. and He's on his farewell tour right now, and a couple dates he's had to postpone. He does have a thing that helps him stand up, you know, and it sucks, but that's part of getting older.
1: Do you want to do the hypothetical? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, We haven't been doing it on every episode but sometimes we can't yeah no sometimes it's hard i created this it was my idea i'm taking care for it here we go um you know the old the old uh kind of conversation starter you have you have three people in front of you you have to marry one you have to sleep with one and you have to kill one except you don't use those words usually when you have a conversation but so in this scenario with the musicians we have to have a song we would make love to we have to have a song that we would fight to and we have to have a song that we'd marry that we'd listen to every day for the rest of our life what is your is there one you want to do first (laughs) let's
2: let's (laughs) do 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 the love
1: song alright you do the love what's the love song
2: red on uh, like red on a rose
1: yeah you love that dude like I, I was getting lost in it especially with it cranked up yeah i mean that's as far as love songs that's probably the best one you could come up with so that's the one i choose to um what about your fight song
2: gosh i can't think of an alan jackson song that i'd get in a fight with i mean i guess chattahoochee because it kind of pumps you up yeah. Then again, I don't even know her name. It it kind of gets you pumped up, too. Um, what
1: about you know, Murder on Music Row?
2: I don't know. I don't really see it as fight music. I mean, yeah. I, I, see, I see the anger that you're trying to yeah portray with it, but I don't know. that That is a very hard one for Alan Jackson to have a it fight is. song. He
1: doesn't really have very many... many... What would you choose? Uh... Yeah, so I didn't even think about this. I just wanted to do it. <laughs> it's been so long since yeah. we've done it. I was like, I'm going to do the hypothetical thing. But uh let's see. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you could say, like, uh, gone country.
2: I guess. Yeah.
1: Because you can give some uh, old country uh, ass whooping.
2: Yeah. An I can say that. country
1: and punch them. Look these boots. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the song that you would listen to and repeat for the rest of your life. You're going to have to go first. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm going to have to say that for some reason I've never been able to get past. My favorite song that he does, this maybe weird, but it's uh, Chasing That Neon Rainbow. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. I don't know why that I, I like it so much more than all the rest of them, but it just you know, connected with me, I guess.
2: I would say the song that I would be okay with listening to for the rest of my life would be Home, which is the very first yeah. song that we played. Yeah. Just because it's real honest, real true, and it sounds like I, I wouldn't get tired of listening to that over and
1: over and over and over. Yeah, you know, I wonder what Austin thinks is yeah you know, the best Alan Jackson song.
2: I don't know. We can ask him.
1: Yeah, you need to ask him next time he you know, yeah. delivers something to you.
2: Yeah, we'll see if you're listening.
1: Yeah. It's a test. <laughs> test. Mm-hmm. That's what happens, folks. Uh, if you listen here at the very end, we can do like little interactive things, make, yeah, bring us all together. But yeah. enough of being weird um yeah so uh thanks folks for listening and uh we appreciate the support <laughs> <a
3: minute>. well,
2: <laughs> i don't uh, get it
1: uh, <laughs> what do you not get how can we be interactive with them well i mean i don't know we could bring them up give them shout outs or whatnot we can give them air high fives i don't know
2: all right you're ready to get on out of here
1: yeah Let's go. All right, folks. Y'all have a blessed day. Until next time, hasta mañana.
0: This year podcast was prepared and accomplished by the Country Music Critic. The views and opinions expressed on the Country Music Critic are not necessarily those of the guests, sponsors, or anyone associated with the production of this year podcast. Country Music Critic releases itself from all misrepresentation. Any information shared on this podcast was researched and obtained using the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the interweb. Comments made on the Country Music Critic are meant to be informative, comical, or just plain silly, and not meant to defame, disperse, calumniate, slander, traduce, vilify, or be maligned in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all of their tough words? Don't like it. Thanks for joining us on the Country Music Critic and until next time.